to another episode of the Growing Faith Podcast. My name is Rick McClatchy, and I am your host today. I am excited to be here with you today. And uh, we're going to jump into a topic uh, that is really meaningful, not simply for uh, for the small group, but for just for the Christian. For, uh, you know, a lot of times we say for the the average Joe in the pews at church. And and really, uh, we're going to talk about something that is so elementary, so foundational. Um, you know, it's like in basketball when they, they tell you to go back to the fundamentals. And uh, there are just times when we realize maybe we have lost our sense of our fundamentals at times. And so I want to take some time to talk about one of, uh, in the Bible, what is often referred to as one of the one another's. And so there are a number of times in scripture where this idea of do this for one another, to one another. Um, and so we're going to talk about bearing one another's burdens. And then the last part of that scripture says, and so fulfill the law of Christ. And um, the that's in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 2, where that scripture comes out. Uh, and the chapter before that, uh, in Galatians 5, it actually says the whole law is fulfilled in one word. Love your neighbor as yourself. It's interesting that the one uh, primary example that he gives there of how to love your neighbor as yourself is to bear their burdens. And quickly thereafter, in uh, Galatians 6, 3, the, the context in which he's talking about bearing one another's burdens, the first example he gives is that of bearing each other's burdens in regards to sin and uh, helping restore uh, someone back to health in their relationship with God and health in the body of Christ. And and so um, I, I'm excited to jump into this topic today because I just think, man, it's it's where the rubber meets the road when it comes to our Christian walk. And and quite honestly, I think that it's really counter our culture in America. Um, we're, we're very self-absorbed, typically as a culture. And so it's so good for us to come back to scripture and, and say, you know what? What is it that you would have for me to do, Lord? Uh, where is it that I need to adjust my thinking? So I'm not simply reflecting culture, but that I'm allowing the word of God to shape me and mold me and change me into who he intends me to be. And so, again, thank you so much uh, for dialing into the Growing Faith podcast today. Uh, it is truly my honor and privilege to be here, and I hope that you find it helpful today as we dig in. So if you find it helpful, you know, of course, I'd love it if you would jump into uh, wherever you get your podcasts and like and subscribe and share, uh, you know, think of two or three people in your life that uh, that you want them to bear your burdens and share the episode with them. That way they will be inspired uh, to bear your burden. No, um, so let's jump in. So uh, bear ye one another's burdens. Do you hear me go all old King James there for a second? Uh, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. And, and again, back in Galatians 5, the whole law is fulfilled in one word. Love your neighbor as yourself. And, you know, contrary to popular opinion, that does not mean love. go love yourself first and then you can love your neighbor. But it's actually 
love your neighbor as you already love yourself. Is uh, I like how Matthew chapter seven puts it, where uh, Matthew chapter seven he says, "Man, do unto others as you would have them do unto you." Um, act towards other people how you would like to be treated. It's such a simple measuring stick. I think that God understands the the sway, the power of kind of our self-centeredness. And so uh, he kind of assumes the self-centeredness part and actually tries to even then kind of redeem that for a moment and say, you know how you know how you think about feeding yourself and and caring for yourself when you're hurting or when you're in a bad place or taking taking a nap when you need a nap and like do that for your neighbor. Help your neighbor in that way. So let's jump into this first idea of of bearing bearing one another's burdens in regards to sin, uh, and and I suppose you could even throw temptation in there, um, just as it's kind of the precursor to actual sin. And and that's where you know we've talked a number of times on the podcast about the value of accountability in a small group, and this is kind of one of those things like. Um, on, on the temptation side, if you have the accountability, you have the vulnerability and the openness built in to the relationships, then you actually have a greater capacity, a greater ability to, to resist temptation, to stay on the path of righteousness. Um, you know, it's like Psalms chapter one, happy or blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly or sits in the seat of scornful but his delight is in the law of the Lord in which he meditates day and night. He, he walks in the way of the righteous, in the way of the wise, not in the way of the sinner. And so we need to make sure that we are uh, surrounding ourselves with people that are not going to pull us off track, but also then making sure that we are one of those people in other people's lives, that we are people that are not going to draw people off track. And, uh, and so, uh, and if you just think about the weight of sin, uh, so when somebody has fallen, what happens? If you look in Genesis where Adam and Eve uh, fell, you know, they, they, they took the fruit that God said not to eat. They sinned. They rebelled against God. And what did they go do? They didn't go and um, ask for help and join a support group um, and then um, expose all of their sins to someone to help them. No, they went and they hid. They they covered their sin. They covered their shame and their nakedness, and they went and hid, so that when uh, the appointed time for God to come and walk in the garden in the in the cool of the day, He's like, Adam, where are you, bro? Like, where did you go? And and God knew where He was, but He's He's proving to us that He was the one coming out and seeking Him out and and saying, Adam, where are you? Like. Where did you go, and why don't you come back? The invitation there, uh, you know, it's like the it's the God picture of really bearing one another's burdens. Jesus is the ultimate burden bearer because we are just stuck dead under the burden of sin, and Jesus came and died on the cross to lift up that heavy, immovable burden of sin off of our lives. And so we get to see the primary, the, the very first uh, example of this bearing 
bearing the burden of someone's sin. Um, and then it says to come to them in that place meekly and humbly, that you don't come in as their master and be like, bro, you done screwed everything up. And now it is time for me to tell you what you're going to do to get right. No, you come along and, and it says, you know, be careful that you don't end up in the same place, that you don't end up fall into the same sin because, uh, you know, sin has been likened to leaven in dough that it gets in and it just spreads out all over the place. So you never want to just uh, walk in with a pompous, arrogant, cocky attitude that you got this and that you're not going to struggle with anything, but that you come in humbly and meekly as a brother coming to lift up the weight off of the brother's shoulders um, so that they they can in their fallen state begin to get back up on their feet. I love that the book of Proverbs says that a righteous man falls uh, seven times, he'll still get up. And, and that's really, uh, but oftentimes it's so hard to get up on your own. So you have to make sure that you have people in your life. I mean, Ecclesiastes chapter four uh, hearkens right unto that point. You know, woe unto the man who falls and he is alone. How is he going to get back up? And so um, we ought to make sure that we are building uh, those friendships and relationships in our lives and that we don't get sucked into the cultural, um, I'm good on my own, me and my Netflix and whatever. Um, and so we have to you know what you got to do is you got to schedule time. You got to prioritize relationships. You got to make room for these kinds of things. Not simply, not simply for your own benefit for when you fall, but because it is the way that we fulfill the law of Christ. I mean, man, let's just meditate on that for a moment. Like, wow. It reminds me actually of a story. I, I went hiking. Uh, I, I was in this group called Royal Rangers growing up. It's kind of sort of like Boy Scouts. Um, and uh, we went on this this like five-day hike. And so we had these backpacks on our backs that were like, <clears throat> I don't know, 50, 60 pounds a piece. And uh, so there I am, you know, I'm walking. Uh, we're walking. It was a beach hike. So we're in this really soft sand. We got a 50, 60-pound pack on your back. Man, I'm telling you, walking in that kind of sand is a real treat. It was lovely. No, it was horrible. Now, and so we got to this place where we had to climb over these rocks to get around kind of this point uh, on the beach so that we could uh, progress down, you know, the just the way the, the coastline was going. And I remember I, I had kind of gotten a little tired, all right, and I had fallen. I was last in line. Uh, of this group of hikers. And as we're climbing over these rocks, uh, my foot slipped and I fell. And the way that I fell into the rocks, um, I actually, uh, the the pack actually shifted over basically uh, like my back and my head, like it had kind of shifted up and to where I was basically completely pinned into the rocks. Like I I couldn't, I tried everything that I could do. And because of the weird precarious position, which I had fought, like I had tripped and slipped into, I was actually unable to get myself up out of this mess by myself. Um, and I remember for the briefest of moments, because I was last in line, I thought, how long is it going to take for someone to recognize that I am not with the group anymore? 
And so I, and I couldn't see obviously because I got a backpack, you know, stuff in my head into these rocks. And I, and so, man, it was a stressful moment. And I, I remember the fear and I remember like yelling, like, help me, because I, I was concerned, like, when is the next person going to come by that can help me? Because in my own strength, I am stuck. And I, and I think that we have that kind of scenario happening on a much more regular basis in the church uh, and in our communities than we would like to give credit for. That a seemingly insignificant situation can cause someone to fall into such a position that they are completely unable to get up on their own. And they need someone who's looking over their shoulder every once in a while to say, hey, are you still there? Hey, are you still there? Hey, are you still on the path? Are you still following Christ? Are you still making progress? And when you recognize that they are no longer in sight to go and be probably like the older brother in the prodigal son story should have been and go and seek out your brother who is lost and stuck and hurting Uh, because actually they came and they helped me and they lifted my pack up off my off my shoulders. So I was oh, I was able to stand up. And, uh, oh, the relief, you know, when I finally got back up on my feet and I was able to then continue on and finish the hike and uh, and tell other great stories other than, you know, getting pinned to the rocks. And it was it ended up being a great journey, a great time together. Um, But boy, there was that moment where fear really captured me there. And and I just like the picture that that is of of how we are for one another, because it doesn't. It doesn't always take this crazy, ridiculous sin problem to eliminate someone from the march, from the walk, from the hike, from the journey that we are on. It can sometimes be some of the most simple things that people get sucked into. And it is our responsibility as brothers and sisters in Christ to keep watch on each other and make sure that they're still with us, that they're still doing well, and that we make it a point that I am going to be one who bears another person's burdens. But also when we think about bearing one another's burdens, we have to remember this point, that it is a two-way street. Like, um, and and I... I don't mean that just in the sense of like, hey, you know what, if you're going to expect people to bear your burdens, you best be believing, you know, you need to make sure that you're thinking and looking and trying to bear other people's burdens. All right. Like, don't just be uh, receiving and kind of eating it all up on your own, but make sure that you're paying attention to other people. Yeah, that is true. So that is one part of the two-way street of bearing one another's burdens. But the way I mean it today in the, in the fact that bearing one another's burdens is a two-way street is that in order for people to bear your burdens, you actually have to make a point to make your burdens known. Because how many know we can be super good at blocking out, at hiding, at masking the burdens that we carry so people don't even know that we are knee deep, that we are waist deep, that we are, you know, God forbid, we are chest deep or over our head deep in something that has burdened us and weighed us down. So the two-way street of burden bearing is is it's mutual, 
Um, I'm going to bear your burdens. You're going to bear my burdens. But that means that both of us have to be open, have to be honest, have to be willing to be vulnerable, to be humble, to be gracious to one another. Because as we let, as we kind of let it all hang out a little bit, as we, as we allow for our burdens to be seen, uh, there run we run the chance of people mishandling those moments, uh, not intentionally, not because they want to bring you pain or embarrassment or grief, but because we're human beings and we do stuff wrong sometimes, we mess it up. And so that's why I say it's important that we don't just be open and, and vulnerable and don't just be humble, but but be gracious in the process that as people are leaning in to help you, that you're open and receptive to that in such a way that even if they kind of stub their toe along the way, that you're not going to be like, well, obviously you're an idiot and I can't trust you anymore, but that we have some gracious leeway for people along the way. Um, and then I thought, you know, it'd be great to just talk for a moment about the person that wants to be a good burden bearer. And and I think that's probably all of us. And so I just have three three ideas for you in being a good burden bearer. So the first one is be present. We we gotta be present in moments. And and that is when somebody's really present and really paying attention, it's a lot harder to hide the burdens, to mask those things. And so that can actually be one huge step in the journey is if we would just put down the phone and pay attention to the person in front of us and make sure that we are tracking with them and giving them the time that they deserve, the attention that they deserve as a child of God. Uh, the next one is be perceiving. So uh, so be present and then be perceiving, like be, be perceptive, be open, be like, actually processing the information in front of you and 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 understanding um, body language and tone of voice and and all of the things that come together to kind of communicate where a person is at and then the thirdly is be proactive so be present be perceiving and then be proactive take a step and and meet the need and lift the burden and carry the load uh, because because we can't always just wait for people to ask and to give us exact directions on what they need. Because a lot of times when people are stuck, like I think about myself when I was stuck against those rocks, like I knew basically what I needed. I needed help. Okay. I needed to get out of the situation because I'm stuck. And, um, but I couldn't have given you real specific instructions because I, I like I was just stuck in such a weird position that I was like, I don't even know how I got into this place. I don't even know how I'm going to get out of this place. I'm just asking for help. But from their perspective, from their vantage point, they were very easily able to see, oh, well, man, I'm going to move this and pull here and, and we're going to be great. And uh, And so that's kind of what we need. And so uh, from the from the burden bearing receiving side, we want to be open, humble, and gracious. And for the burden bearer, the one that's going to go and lift the burden off someone else, be present, be perceiving, and be proactive. Take steps. You know, like actually risk risk being wrong for the sake of showing that you care. So anyways, I, I think that kind of wraps up where we wanted to go uh, with Galatians 6 two, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Uh, just remembering that picture of the hiking story and, uh, and maybe you're going to find a friend. You know, you've been watching them as they've been trailing the group. 
and you just finally notice, like, huh, where'd they go? And so, man, maybe today you need to make that phone call. You need to send that text message. You need to check on them. You need to go back and check on them and say, hey, what's happening? And they might all, all they might give you is a help. I'm stuck, you know, and, and you can be that person that can lift them up out of that place. Show them that you care. Show them that you love, you love them because, because you're present, perceiving and proactive. You're, you're paying attention. You're in the moment. You're not terribly, you're not so consumed with your own world that you can't see what's going on in someone else's world. And, and you're not so um, distracted by all of the crazy noise around us, but that you are, you're present enough to see and to hear and to pay attention. So with that, man, I just say, uh, thanks for listening today. Thanks for being a part of the Growing Faith podcast audience. Um, I'd love it again. Like I said before, uh, like, comment, share, review, Um, you know, just think of three or four friends that you want to share this with and uh, shoot them a text with the link in it and uh, and spread the word. With that, I just want to say a big hearty God bless you and may you have the most amazing day.